Hello there and welcome to the When in Spain podcast show. Thank you for joining me for episode number 18. I'm Paul Burge, speaking to you from, well, uh, a rainy Madrid today. Uh, sunshine and showers, but pretty grey at the moment. Uh, looks like autumn has finally made an appearance uh, here in the Spanish capital. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about the weather in this episode. Uh, today, I'm going to look at what must be Spain's most controversial, infamous and notorious of traditions. <laughs> Bullfighting. I hadn't originally planned to record an episode on this subject this week. As I mentioned in the last week's episode, I was planning to bring you a show about travelling around Spain from the high-speed train, the Abbe, and talk about transport in Spain. Don't worry, I will indeed bring you the travel and transport episode, but I filed that away for next week. So anyway, yeah, um, a Spanish friend of mine, uh, Gerard, uh, invited me to a bullfight last weekend at Madrid's Las Ventas Bullring, or Plaza de Toros. After giving it uh, a lot of thought, um, I did decide to accept the invitation. I had been planning on producing an episode about bullfighting at, at some point during the podcast series, and uh, well, with the invitation and uh, to be able to go with someone who uh, knows a lot about it, uh, I decided um, in order to do the subject some form of justice that I should go uh, just once with him as an impartial observer to see what really happens, uh, to gauge the atmosphere and really to describe it uh, through my own eyes. Uh, I've never been to a bullfight before. Uh, I have seen snippets of bullfighting on television. Uh, it is occasionally shown on television in uh, a few of Madrid's bars. That's where I've seen it. And, uh, well, in my opinion, uh, the tradition of bullfighting had always seemed cruel, barbaric, and something that really yeah, should be confined to the history books. And I have to say, having seen a corrida or a bullfight live, it's only really confirmed those uh, views and what I already thought and what I uh, had been expecting. However, uh, there were a few things uh, that surprised me on that Saturday evening last week in Las Ventas, watching the bullfighting. Uh, I'll talk uh, about those uh, later in the episode. Um, but first of all, um, I'm going to look... Uh, during this episode on bullfighting, at uh, where the uh, bullfighting tradition came from. Uh, for those of you then who want to hear uh, about a 20-minute snippet from the actual bullfight at Las Ventas, uh, I'll bring that to you uh, so you can hear the audio from the corrida and uh, my commentary on it. And you'll also hear me talking at the beginning of the clip uh, with my friend Gerard, who talks a bit about uh, bullfighting. And then at the end of the episode, I'll talk about how the tradition of bullfighting uh, stands today in Spain. And of course, examine the controversy uh, that certainly does surround it. So let's have a look. Um, a fairly brief history of uh, bullfighting. It seems to have various influences and it's hard to pin down uh, bullfighting to just one key influence, one key historical influence. Some say that the spectacle is uh, sown in the Moorish history of Spain. But there's also a counter voice uh, saying that the history of bullfighting comes from ancient Mesopotamia. Uh, which then transformed into the, well, bull-taunting ritual uh, which became common in medieval Spain. 
What is fairly likely is that the tradition has its origins uh, in thousands of years of history. There were excavations made in Knossos on the island of Crete, uh, for example, which revealed ancient paintings, Minoan frescoes depicting humans playing games with bulls. Uh, Bullfighting has also often been linked to Rome, which I guess in a way makes more sense given the Roman history in on the Spanish uh, peninsula. Ancient Rome, where of course there are many human versus animal events held as competitions and entertainment. And there are also theories that it was introduced into the Spanish uh, peninsula, Hispania, by the Emperor Claudius um, as a substitute for uh, gladiators. Of course, the Iberian Peninsula was conquered by uh, Vandals and Visgoths, which experts believe modified the customs of uh, people who were already present uh, here on the Spanish Peninsula. So three centuries of Visigoth rule from 415 to 711 helped evolve this spectacle of brute strength of men over bulls. And of course in 711 the Muslims or the Moors from North Africa who uh, overran Andalusia also brought their own uh, modifications and versions of bull-related games. I was reading that bull lancing tournaments developed as a result of the rivalry between Moorish chieftains and the Christian Iberian knights. And except in large cities that already had their own uh, amphitheatres, like in uh, Seville or Cordoba, Cadiz, Toledo, etc., most of these uh, combats were actually held in uh, city squares, or uh, in Spanish, La Plaza, which is where the contemporary bullrings derive their names, the Plaza de Toros, the Square of Bulls. Uh, It's said that the first Castilian to lance a bull from horseback in an enclosed arena, um, similar to today's bullfighting, uh, was thought to have been uh, somebody called Rodrigo Díaz de Bibar, who was also famously known as El Cid. After the Muslims were driven from Spain in the 15th century, the uh, Reconquista, bull lancing tournaments became uh, a favourite sport of the aristocracy. And by the time of the Austrian accession in around 1516, uh, they'd become a very important ritual or accessory of basically every court function. But at the time of Queen Isabella's reign, she was, however, opposed to bullfighting. But in the face of her opposition, Corridas uh, continued to grow in popularity. Uh, In fact, Corridas became such a routine part of Spanish life that they were eventually held during uh, fiestas, parties, festivals, in commemoration of holy days, and apparently in the canonization of saints. Uh, This holds true today. Bullfights, bull running uh, do tend to coincide with uh, religious holidays and uh, festivals. So then after that, for 600 years, through the reigns of Philip IV and Philip V, Uh, The bullfighting spectacle consisted then of mounted on horseback, mounted aristocrats uh, armed with lances uh, fighting bulls. But around the time of the uh, succession of the House of Bourbon, which rose to power in Spain with Philip V uh, from 1700, bullfighting was viewed with disapproval and started to wane in popularity, particularly amongst the aristocracy, and was gradually abandoned. However, the public uh, continued uh, to be very enthusiastic about this spectacle. Uh, If we fast forward to the 18th century, by the 18th century, uh, bullfighting's popularity had grown to such an extent uh, that bulls were being bred especially and the breeding of bulls became actually financially profitable and herds and herds uh, were bred uh, with specific uh, characteristics for bullfighting and in fact many of the royal houses of Europe uh, competed in bullfighting competitions in Spain. A bullfighter called Francisco Romero uh, from Ronda 
in the south of Spain uh, is uh, apparently generally regarded as having been the first to introduce the practice of fighting bulls on foot. And that was in around 1726. Uh, Also using the uh, infamous uh, cape in the later stages of the fight and the sword to kill the bull. One of the most famous of the early professional bullfighters was a guy called Joaquin Rodriguez Costillares, who was born in Seville uh, in 1729. And he's really seen as the father of modern foot-based bullfighting. Uh, Costillares uh, was credited with creating all of the pomp and ceremony and pageantry, which is still today associated with the modern and more commercialised corridas. This new style uh, prompted the construction of dedicated bullrings. And after the introduction of railways, uh, the Plaza de Toros in Spain, Portugal, and of course in Latin America, where the conquistadores, the conquistadors, uh, took bullfighting across in the uh, 1500s, greatly, greatly multiplied and became and gained more and more popularity. And it was also around this time in the late 18th century that the uh, famous painter Francisco de Goya, who had sketched dozens and dozens and dozens of bullfighting scenes uh, in his series, which is called La Tauromachia. And it's said that it was actually Goya who designed the distinctive uniform that the bullfighters still wear today. Modern day bullfighting, bullfighting fans credit uh, a bullfighter called Juan Belmonte, who's generally considered uh, the father of the modern style of Spanish bullfighting and uh, who many uh, see as the greatest uh, matador or toreo of all time and he does he died uh, at a quite an old age uh, i think in his 80s and he died back in 1962 so that's a brief history of bullfighting as you can see uh it's hard to pin down the precise origins so what actually happens at a bullfight well of course we know that the bull is slaughtered the bull is uh has spears lanced it's taunted with a red cape etc Uh, But there are actually, and I didn't realise there's three distinct stages uh, called tercios or thirds during a bullfight. And each stage is announced by a bugle sound. And you will hear this sound during the audio which I recorded at Las Ventas uh, last Saturday. So here is the audio now. If you're not interested in hearing it, but you'd like to hear uh, the rest of the podcast, just wind forward about uh, 20 minutes or so, where I'll be talking about uh, my reflections on the bullfight that I saw, the controversy that surrounds bullfighting today, uh, politics, uh, money, and other uh, things connected with Tauramachia. The main bullfighter who was fighting on the day I went uh, is a torero called Diego Ventura. He's very well known apparently amongst uh, bullfighting fans and aficionados. Uh, 35 year old, he was born in Lisbon in Portugal actually, but grew up training in Andalusia. So here's the snippet from the bullfight at Las Ventas. So I'm here just outside the Plaza de Toros, which is called Las Ventas in Madrid. And I think it's the biggest bull ring. One of the biggest uh, bull rings in Spain. I think it's the second or the third uh, biggest uh, bull ring in in Spain. The first one, I think, is in Sevilla, the second in Valencia, and then it's here in Madrid. Okay, and this one was inaugurated, opened in... 1929 exactly when the republic the second republic was uh, was in the government then after uh-huh. after that we had the the civil war and then after 40 years of dictature of franco uh-huh. we had again the democracy okay and just to describe the las ventas bullring or plaza de toros it's uh, built in a style which reflects the Moorish um, influence. No, the exactly. the arches the are built in a style uh, that reflects the sort of Moorish or uh, Arabic influence, Arab influence exactly. uh, from North Africa, and it's built from completely built from red bricks, small red bricks with uh, various towers around the outside. 
and um, above each arch is decorated with blue and white, the traditional blue and white avulejos, the uh, tiles. So it's, it's really, it's a really beautiful building. Uh, the main entrance is right in front of us, and it does indeed say Plaza de Toros, and it says Año 1929. So it was uh, built, opened in 1929. Gerard, tell us a bit about what happens inside so, so there is a bullfight called una corrida or it, it, a, bull, a bullfight is a cor is what in spain we call it corrida de toros it's like it's a fight uh, between the torero and the bull so the bull uh, and the torero fight and finally the the torero kill kill the bull or if the bull is so brave the bull uh, win uh, to, to, to steal a life. To, okay. to, exactly, yeah. So you have the torero, but also you have some other... Some other types of corrida de toros. Uh, today we will see like uh, un rejoneo. It's called rejoneo. It's the same uh, like uh, the typical corrida de toros, but uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, horses. Ah, I mean, okay. the torero is... is uh, in a horse and it's the the sa- it's exactly the same but the torero is with uh, with the horse and the the horse uh, start uh, with first we have the el capoteo then we have the muleta and then we have el tercio de banderillas so it's uh, three parts in uh-huh. la corrida de toros each part has a t- specific uh, method of uh, yeah. of uh, the, trying to, uh, the, trying, the, to trying, ki- trying to kill the, exactly, the animal. Exactly. Then at the, at the end, the torero, if if the toro is disposed of it, the the torero killed killed the bull. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. And so you have the are they called picadores? No, banderillas. So the the men with the small with the like um, I don't know like sticks, sharp right, sticks. sticks uh, that, we we call it las banderillas. But uh, today we will see it. But uh, I repeat, in all the same, but with the horse. Okay. First, the, the torero uh, start la faena. We call it la faena uh-huh. with uh, el capote. Then well, the torero see if the toro is brave or not. Then the torero start with uh, la banderilla, la banderilla, yeah. six banderillas, and then at the end is la muleta, el tercio de muletas. Okay. So then the, there are three distinct parts exactly, to exactly. each corrida. And how long, more or less, does one corrida last? One corrida, I mean. But, Every corrida, it's it's made, it's formed by six toros and three toreros. Okay, each so six, to, six bulls and three exactly, bullfighters. Exactly, uh-huh. and uh, each each torero has two two bulls. I see. So uh, in general, at the end, uh, two or three hours. Uh, two or three hours. It's uh, the la corrida. It's just a lovely warm evening, clear blue sky. So we're going to head in and now. The bull ring is divided into sombra y sol, no? Sombra y sol. So sun and shade. Sombra, so the, the shade is more expensive, uh-huh. uh, and the sol. And then we have the la grada, the azoteo, el ático, and, uh-huh. and, and, the, and the, the top of there. People come dressed, some, exactly. some people very smartly, very um, smartly. jackets and suits and First trousers. of all, that's because of, it's, it's a type of respect uh, for the bull mm-hmm. that will, will be killed in, in, the, in the arena and uh, respect for the tradition. Okay, so after a lot of waiting around outside, uh, we are heading in through the main arch into the entrance. We've already got our tickets. Um, there are literally hundreds of people thronging around outside. A lot of them already have already gone in to the bullring. Um, and I thought that um, I'd see a lot more. I mean, it's it's obviously a very controversial thing in Spain, and I thought I would see more people protesting outside, uh, anti fighting protesters. So that's the ticket checked. People shouting and singing inside. The entrance selling cushions, brown cushions to sit on. Uh, I could, ah, tell me, so we're just looking at a, an old bullfighting poster on the wall. It's got a, uh, the old Spanish flag. Which is actually red, yellow, and purple, not red, yellow, and red stripes. Just quickly tell me about the flag. 
the flag. So this 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 uh, bull uh, ring was inaugurated during La Re the Second Republic. That uh, after it we had a civil war, 40 years of dictature of Franco, mm -hmm. and then again the democracy. So in the in the main door we had uh, we have the the Republican flag that was the flag. Uh, in, at the moment of the inauguration uh -huh. of, of this uh, bullring. Okay, so during the Second Republic, exactly, exactly. it was uh, red, yellow, and purple. And purple, exactly. And uh, now the flag we had is red, yellow, and red. And red. Exactly. The constitutional one. Okay. So we're just... We're in the outer ring of the bullring. We just got up one flight of stairs. There are about three stories to the bullring. And there's like an outer, indoor, large, wide, like a sort of corridor with, of course, <laughs> bars serving snacks and alcoholic drinks. And we're just going up a second flight of stairs. I'm not sure which floor uh, we've got our tickets for. But lots of noise and lots of people. So just walk through the door actually into the bullring and it's a real spectacle actually. It's absolutely huge, absolutely packed with people. I would say it's probably about 80% capacity. Uh, the circular uh, main, the main circular area of sand. There are two guys on horses. People are clapping as more horses are being led in now. And actually, whether you uh, agree with bullfighting or not, um, the actual building the actual uh, bullring itself is a very impressive sight from the inside, uh, just as much as it is from the outside. Uh, so you have. You have uh, tiered seating, much as you would at a football ground, a football stadium, or a tennis stadium. Probably of around 50, 50 rows of tiered seating, and then above the tiered seating, you have two floors of balconies uh, above. Absolutely packed to the rafters. It is a really, really huge venue. So now looking down, we're on the very top floor, the, the second balcony level of the boring. Um, looking down. So they've just paraded, I don't know, probably about a dozen horses. And I think what looks like the matadors or the torreos uh, came out uh, with their pink, red colored uh, cloths. And now they've just gone back inside again. Uh, you, there are a couple of guys dressed in black trousers and green shirts. Uh, I think they're literally clearing uh, shit from the horses off the sand and sort of raking the sand. And then there's another guy in the middle of the boring uh, holding up a sign with a name on it that says A. Sanchez, which I assume is the first, the name of the first bullfighter. Sanchez is the first bullfighter. No, Sanchez, the name is the name of the bull. Ah, the name of the bull. So, Sanchez is the name of the bull. Ah, okay, and it's got A Sanchez, five, six, eight, and five, six, eight means the weight of the bull. So the bull weighs 568 kilos. So I don't know what that is. Is that like half a metric ton, I think? And the bulls um, have names. So people are clapping the first uh, bullfighter who's come on. They're, they're actually on a horseback uh, for these corridas, the toreros. He's carrying... Uh, a long, uh, it looks like a sword, but I don't think it is. It's like a pick, a long stick with a sharp spike on the end. Uh, dressed in navy blue, wearing a grey 
sombrero, hats. And there is one other man standing in the ring holding the red uh, cloth or blanket, or I'm not sure what the official name for it is, the thing that they wave at the bolt. Um, we're quite high up and quite a long way from uh, the actual centre of the bull ring, so it's quite hard to see in any detail uh, what he's wearing. Actually, around the outside of the bull ring, I've just noticed, no, there are one, two, three men holding the red... When I say red blankets, red cloths, they're more of a kind of fuchsia uh, pink colour. And the bull has just entered the ring. Black bull, uh, big white horns uh, seems in a state of complete confusion and uh, there's a few men along the edge of the ring so the bull is now making a direct run towards the two men with the red uh, cloths and the men then quickly disappear behind the barrier so around the actual sand arena in the center there is a barrier and then there are little gates where the um, toreros hide to escape from the bull. So the Torero bullfighter on horseback uh, just lanced the bull with the spear, with the stick with the spike on, uh, which promptly fell out of the bull's neck. And uh, that's why everyone was, everyone was applauding. So the Torero bullfighter on horseback uh, just lanced the bull with the spear with the stick with a spike on uh, which promptly fell out of the bull's neck and uh, that's why everyone was everyone was applauding so the main uh, protagonist of this corrida is the guy on horseback who is jabbing these what are called banderillas into the neck of the bull and each time he jabs one in and then removes it part of the spike stays into the it stays in the bull's body in the bull's neck and then there are the other torreos the other bullfighters who carry the red the red cloth He's just doing a bit of fancy footwork there on horseback and then the guys with the red so now the guy on the horse has actually grabbed the bull by its horn and is riding around on horseback whilst holding on to the bull's horn. That's why everyone is clapping. But the other guys uh, around the outside of the uh, bull ring, the other bullfighters holding uh, the red cloaks, cloths, which is apparently called a, a capote. Uh, seem to take it in turns to wave the red flag at the bull. But the, as I say, the main uh, protagonist of this corrida is uh, the Torreo, who is on horseback with the banderillas, the spears or the spikes. And yeah, it's a black bull. And at the moment, its neck is really kind of deep red with blood running down the side of its body. So it seems like a tag team kind of situation where the guy on the horse uh, puts the spears in the neck. So the bull now has about one, two, three, four, five spears hanging out of its neck. And then the other uh, bullfighters uh, tie the bull out, waving the red flag at it. Um, now I think is the moment where the bull is going to be killed with a sword. It's gone very quiet. Uh, the bullfighter on horseback now has a large sword and he's trying to plunge it through the bull's neck and he's just just stabbed it with the sword uh, and he's now he's now off the horse and the bull is now surrounded by one two three four four bullfighters um, uh, the bull is very still now. Uh, one bullfighter is waving, or two bullfighters are waving the red cloth. 
right in front of the bull's head, but the bull doesn't seem to be really reacting. The bullfighter who was on horseback is now off, off the horse and standing directly about a metre from the bull's head. And yeah, it does seem that the bull is on its last legs. Um, so the main protagonist holding the sword again has just been handed back the sword that he first used to stab the bull through the neck and he's moving very very slowly now holding the red uh, flag the red taunting the bull the bull seems very very listless with its head bowed down and he just stabbed it again in the neck and the bull has the bull has fallen to the floor now laying on its side the bullfighter walks to the centre of the arena in his moment of glory, raising his hands, holding the sword aloft, and everyone is standing on their feet and clearing and chapping. Now you've got about one, two, three, four, five, about six or seven guys dressed in green and black who've come out to sweep the sand. Just being asked to change seats, so the bull is now being hooked up to three horses with a with a rope. Three horses have been brought out. And the bull is now being dragged off by the three horses, dragged across the sand leaving a trail across the sand as it goes and has now disappeared. So that was the first corrida. Next bull up is called Miura, weighs 494 kilos. We just had the end of the second corrida. Uh, same, uh, similar format, except this time, um, for me, much more uncomfortable to watch. Um, as the bull was exhausted, was down on two knees, the bullfighter uh, pulled out a dagger and uh, plunged it into the neck of the bull, I suppose, probably right through the spinal cord. Uh, not just once, but it probably took about three times for the bull to finally uh, collapse over onto one side. And then he kind of twisted the dagger while it was in the bull's neck and the bull's body kind of convulsed as he did so. Um, for me, no, quite uncomfortable to watch. Uh, anyway, that was the end. That's the end of the second corrida. Uh, again, the bull was uh, dragged off by three horses on the end of a rope and uh, another intermission while they rake the sand over. <clears throat> so in this, the third corrida the bullfighter is almost dancing with the bull on horseback I mean I'm not particularly enjoying what I'm seeing to be honest but actually the, the most impressive thing is uh, what you would be able to call an art I suppose is how the bullfighter on horseback controls the horse with absolute precision um, almost dancing with the bull really impressive control of, of, of the horse sideways backwards and at one point up on the back two legs with the horse walking on just its hind legs So whenever there is like a sort of standoff between the bullfighter and the bull, the bullfighter has just speared the bull. But whenever there is a kind of standoff between the bull and the bullfighter, you can hear everyone clapping. And the bullfighter is doing a kind of lap of honour, raising his hands towards the uh, audience, the crowds, applauding him. And he's just exited the bull ring in this, the third bullfight, the third corrida. Uh, the bull remains in the ring on its feet and one of the 
uh, other bullfighters, the ones with the uh, red cloth, is uh, taunting the bull. The bull has just slid, slid down on its feet. Obviously, the bull is quite tired. This bull is uh, more younger, more sprightly bull, actually. seems to have more energy than the other two bulls we've seen. And now the uh, horseback bullfighter. And uh, apparently this bullfighter, the horseback bullfighter, very famous. That's why the bullfighter is, why the bull ring is so full today, is called Diego Ventura. And just given another spear into the neck of the bull. A uh, very famous bullfighter, uh, apparently from uh, Seville, I believe, or from, uh, from Andalusia. more dancing on horseback parading Diego Ventura is parading around the ring uh, horseback gets the horse to go dancing on its hind legs again and again enters another bullfighter again with the red cloth bull is charging for him he swoops the cloth around dancing side to side giving turns as he goes So the end of the coming towards the end of the third corrida, the Diego Ventura, who's actually born in Lisbon in Portugal, grew up in Seville, 35-year-old bullfighter. He's off of his off off horseback. The bull has, uh, after several more lancings, has collapsed, and one of his fellow bullfighters has just. Uh, pulled out a dagger and plunged it uh, into the bull's neck. The bull now lays completely lifeless on the sand. Uh, he's and here come the three horses again, flanked by five men dressed in white with grey caps. The horses are decorated beautifully, actually, with red and yellow, uh, look like ribbons or ropes around their heads. And uh, the horses come out to drag the bull out of the bull ring. So that's the end of the last corrida. Um, what you can hear is everyone on their feet waving a white handkerchief. And what it means is apparently that the Torreo has killed the uh, bull in an honourable way. And by waving their handkerchiefs, they are asking the judges because there are a group of judges who sit in an official box um, who judge the bullfight and the crowd waving their handkerchiefs and cheering, as you can hear, are asking for the ear of the bull and the tail of the bull. La oreja y el rabo del toro uh, of the bull um, as a sign that the bullfighter has done good so that's the end uh, people are throwing flowers their hats literally into the ring and the bullfighter is doing a, a lap of honor walking around the ring in one hand the bull's ear in the other hand the bull's tail so, uh, yeah, my first and probably my last bullfight. Uh, it's been uh, interesting, but I don't know for me personally if it's uh, something I will ever repeat. But it's something that after having been in Spain for a few years now that I thought that I, uh, I had to see live, close up with my own eyes. Uh, before really being able to comment on it. So that was the corrida, or numerous corridas, at Las Ventas. I didn't record all of them. When I was doing some research for this podcast, I did stumble across uh, a quote 
from Ernest Hemingway, a quotation that uh, comes from his book Death in the Afternoon, published in 1932. And in it he says, bullfighting is the only art in which the artist is in danger of death. Uh, now, I'm a big Ernest Hemingway fan, but uh, actually, I have to disagree with him. And I'll come on to that in a second. But yeah, in terms of my own thoughts and observations on the bullfight, yeah, I can't say I enjoyed it. No. For me, it was uncomfortable to watch. Gory seemed bloodthirsty in in my view. In my opinion, yeah, when the bull enters the ring, it does obviously seem in a total state of confusion and uh, no doubt is highly stressed to suddenly find itself in the middle of a bull ring surrounded by thousands of people cheering and shouting. So I, I disagree with Ernest Hemingway. I, I think that, yes, I suppose there is a possibility of the bullfighter being killed, uh, and it certainly has happened, but it is by no means uh, a fair contest, uh, in my view, especially when the Toreo or the bullfighter is on horseback for most of the fight. Uh, this is a particular style of bullfight. The one I saw, uh, as you probably heard, was on horseback, which gives the Toreo a huge advantage over the bull. What else? The continued lancing with the things called banderillas, which are large spikes, which are talked about, and the taunting of the bull, it, it for me, is, is pretty horrible to see. Uh, taking into account that when the bull enters the bull ring, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't enter the bull ring in a sort of uh, angry state. It doesn't enter the bull ring and immediately charge uh, for the Toreo or the horse. It enters the bullring in a very quiet and timid way. So, yeah, it's quite upsetting to see that really the bullfighters really have to taunt and attack the bull to get it to, uh, you know, to chase them, uh, to get it antagonised. For me, it is really the an the antagonism and the taunting uh, of an of a an innocent animal. And I suppose for me, the upsetting part, the most upsetting part is when you see the bull exhausted on its last legs, literally, and in that kind of spectacle and, and in that kind of environment. And I have to say also that the notion uh, that the bull is killed instantly, from what I saw, is certainly questionable. I think the first bull I, uh, that was uh, killed in the first corridor, yeah, it was a clean stab through the spinal cord I suppose and it did appear that the bull died almost immediately but in some of the subsequent corridas it did take the Toreo uh, a few attempts to achieve this so it's questionable as to whether the bull is is killed instantly. The other thing I found about it really it's incredibly repetitive it's the same thing replicated again and again and again three times. Uh, so what surprised me about the bullfight? Well, what surprised me actually was the level of excitement in the bullring from the crowds of people. And I, you know, I have to say that the, the atmosphere was electric. It was an incredible, buzzing, lively uh, atmosphere comparable to a, to a major league football game or something like that. And yeah, I didn't expect to see the uh, Plaza de Toros uh, full to capacity either. Another thing that really surprised me was the demographic of the people uh, present. I was really surprised to see the number of young people watching the bullfights. Um, I'd expected the majority of the spectators to be I don't know, maybe the youngest 35 or middle-aged uh, up to uh, elderly uh, spectators. Um, but there were uh, lots and lots of groups of 20-year-olds, uh, groups of girls, groups of boys, all sitting together uh, as if they, you know, just met up on a Saturday evening to go to the cinema. Um, so I have to say at this uh, bullfight, and I know that this is not necessarily representative of the demographic of people who watch bullfights these days in Spain. Uh, I expected it to be more skewed towards the uh, older proportion of the uh, population. Um, but yeah, there were large amounts of 20-year-olds, groups of people in their early 30s as well. Another thing that I found uh, 
well, for me, shocking, maybe surprising, was the complete unflinching enthusiasm uh, for this spectacle. That was a surprise. Uh, I, at no point did I see anyone uh, turning their head away, uh, watching it through through their hands on their face, or, or kind of bulking at seeing the blood or seeing the bull being stabbed or, or anything like that. The other thing I expected was to see more protesters, more anti-tauromachia, or anti-bullfight campaigners uh, outside the bullring before and after the event. Uh, Just before we went in, I saw one woman on her own uh, with a clipboard and a petition in her hand uh, trying to get people to sign up uh, uh, against uh, bullfighting. Uh, But it was just her on on her own. Uh, There were no crowds of people with banners or people chanting or anything like that, which I actually expected to see uh, on... uh, um, Uh, what was an important Saturday evening bullfight. What was interesting to see, in my opinion, I suppose, was how the bullfighter uh, controlled the horse. This was a a horseback uh, corrida. Yeah, this was, I have to say, impressive, given the pretty grim circumstances, uh, how the torero controlled the horse with absolute precision, almost making it dance backwards, forwards, diagonally, up on its hind legs. Um, That was actually very impressive. Uh, I could have watched that without the bull being uh, killed uh, or tortured or maimed. Uh, Just seeing the the torero uh, working the horse was actually really quite beautiful and quite impressive. And the other thing that struck me is actually just how beautiful the bull ring is architecturally from the inside. Uh, I've seen numerous uh, bull rings around Spain from the outside, and they have a, a certain architectural quality and interest, um, sometimes beauty to them. Uh, some of them can be fairly, fairly austere looking. Um, but inside, it's, it's, it's a, a real spectacle to see, uh, just the sheer scale of the building. So let's look at, obviously, the controversy around uh, bullfighting. And it is deeply controversial uh, globally. uh, And it is also very controversial inside Spain amongst Spaniards as well. Some in favour of bullfighting will refer to it as an art or a fine art. And uh, its critics will call it a blood sport. So is it an art or is it a barbaric blood sport? Well, those in favour, according to uh, people I've spoken to and to research I've done myself, those in favour argue, and particularly the Spanish government, uh, say that it's officially part of the nation's cultural heritage. That's according to a law passed back in 2013 by the Ministry of Culture. The president of the Association of International Bullfighting describes it as incredibly ancestral and as an art form which is uh, tantamount to poetry. It's also curious to note that Spain's best-selling newspaper, El País, uh, reviews uh, bullfights in its culture section uh, rather than its sports section. But the common arguments in favour really always seem to go something like this, that yes, bullfighting is an art form, Uh, it should be viewed as something equivalent to dance or painting or music. It's incredibly traditional in many areas of Spain. It has a deep-rooted tradition. It goes back to, um, we're not 100% sure, but possibly the Roman rule of Spain. Uh, People say it's living history. They argue that bullfighters are skillful and that behind all of the pomp and ceremony the bull is actually being killed in a very efficient manner they also argue that far more bulls are killed to be eaten uh, by abattoirs uh, than actually die inside a bull ring and they also argue that the abattoirs often operate in a less than effective manner and uh, they say that the focus on uh, banning bullfighting as being particularly cruel is misplaced The critics sometimes argue that bullfighting is wrong because it's uh, killing for fun and killing for entertainment rather than out of the necessity of uh, killing to eat, per se. And then the counter-arguments say, they say that this should be seen as more of an argument for full vegetarianism rather than an anti-bullfighting one. Um, As every time someone chooses to, in their opinion, eat a steak, Uh, instead of a salad or choose a beef burger over a cheese sandwich. Uh, They argue that 
you are endorsing uh, killing for your own self-gratification in the same way as killing a bull at a corrida is. Critics of bullfighting uh, argue that uh, that bullfighting is never a fair fight. And this is something that I actually totally agree with. Uh, The bull's chance of survival or of killing uh, a matador uh, are almost zero. Jesus Juste, who's a spokesperson for the uh, Spanish Parliamentary Association in defence of animals, uh, I read a quote from him saying that in the 21st century, it's unthinkable that a spectacle where someone uh, mistreats, antagonises, tortures and kills an animal is uh, seen as a cultural event. Animal rights groups also echo uh, what I mentioned earlier to say that the matador rarely succeeds in killing the bull on the first try. More often than not, he's forced to use uh, more than one sword to finish the job, as was the case in uh, a couple of the corridas that I saw. Uh, that obviously the practice is barbaric. Essentially, bullfighting is ritually slaughtering an animal purely for entertainment, um, that it's archaic rather than traditional, uh, that, of course, we no longer allow gladiatorial contests, so sh- so why should we uh, continue with this tradition of bullfighting? Uh, they also say that it's not only the bulls who suffer. Uh, numerous horses are also injured or killed, and, of course, bullfighters as well, uh, during the bullfighting ritual. They say that the death of the bull is extended, drawn out and painful, Uh, which is unnecessarily cruel. Those against it, again, also echo what I said earlier, that uh, the bullfighter rarely kills the bull in an efficient way, and that actually that the the animal's death is, is rather drawn out and not quick. Uh, critics of bullfighting also uh, say that uh, bullfighters or the bullfighting community play down the amount of bulls killed, but that figures gathered by animal rights groups suggest that uh, around 30,000 bulls are killed in bullfighting uh, every year. And of course, as always, uh, from both camps, uh, pro Pro, pro bullfighting and anti bullfighting stances. There is a, a lot of very ugly uh, and frankly quite pathetic rhetoric from both sides. Uh, no matter what your opinion on 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 bullfighting is, uh, uh, it really doesn't excuse some of the things that people have said uh, and done. One bullfighter recently showed his defiance against uh, anti-bullfighting rhetoric by uh, fighting a bull with his five-month-old daughter cradled in his arm. And then a few years ago, um, an eight-year-old cancer patient uh, in hospital uh, expressed his ambition to get well and to one day become a bullfighter, which was subsequently met with tweets uh, wishing him dead. So yeah, it's, it is controversial. It stirs up a lot of anger, a lot of strong sentiment, obviously. So let's look at some statistics. Yes, bullfighting is in decline. It has been on the wane for decades. Uh, it did have a brief uh, uptick in popularity during the 1980s. Um, I don't know if any of you listeners have uh, seen any of films from Pedro Almodovar. I'm sure you have. And there are a lot of bullfighting themes in, in his uh, films. Uh, many of which were made or take place in the 1980s. But yeah, the uh, bullfighting fiesta has been losing fans uh, really since the 1970s. Uh, According to a government survey, scarcely one in 10 Spaniards ever attends a bullfight. And an El País newspaper poll from a couple of years ago showed that 60% of Spaniards uh, disliked bullfighting. But actually more than half were against its outright prohibition. So 60% didn't like it, but only just more than half were actually in favour of of making it totally illegal. The total number of bullfights fell dramatically from 3,651 bullfights in 2007 to just 1,736 bullfights last year. 
Uh, however, there is still really no compelling evidence to say that a majority of Spaniards want to ban uh, bullfighting. The problem is that polling on the subject is actually very infrequent and it's hard to find uh, very up-to-date data on this. Uh, what are the reasons for its decline? Well, of course, they're many and varied. Uh, a much more uh, renewed sensibility towards animals and animal rights during the last few decades, uh, particularly amongst uh, younger people, a more urbanised society and, of course, competition from other forms of mass entertainment, football, obviously in Spain, is absolutely huge. Uh, so they uh, that has certainly played a, a role as well. Is Spain trying to cast off uh, its old-fashioned image of bullfighting and flamenco and that kind of thing? Is this a reason uh, as well? And also don't forget that uh, the economic crisis which began in Spain uh, back in 2008 uh, could also be a reason for the decline in uh, attendance at bullfights as well. So where is uh, bullfighting legal or illegal in Spain? Well, uh, I'm sure, as most of you uh, probably know, Catalonia famously banned bullfighting back in 2010. However, the Constitutional Court in Madrid struck back in a ruling in 2016, six years later, repealing the Catalan ban. So it's kind of in a state of limbo. There are, to my knowledge, zero bullfights uh, that happen in Catalonia these days. But it's interesting to note that in the Canary Islands, uh, bullfighting has been uh, banned for uh, more than 20 years. However, the Constitutional Court in Madrid has not issued <laughs> a similar ruling to the Canary Islands as they did uh, with Catalonia. But in all other regions of Spain, uh, bullfighting is uh, deemed legal. I do have a slight question mark over the uh, Balearic Islands, Ibiza, Mallorca and Menorca. But no, in all other regions of Spain, bullfighting is deemed legal. In particular, though, in Madrid, uh, Castilla-La Mancha, Castilla-Leon, Murcia, Navarra, uh, bullfighting is not only legal, um, but it's also protected uh, by law. During my research for this episode, uh, I discovered something I didn't actually know at all about bullfighting in Spain, um, that it is actually subsidised by the Spanish government. Uh, subsidies given to bullfighting and uh, the rearing of bulls for bullfighting totals something around 571 million euros of government funds. And that's according to statistics from two years ago. And uh, the majority of Spaniards take issue with this, uh, which I guess is understandable. Uh, they take issue with government subsidising bullfights. Uh, and according to a 2015 Ipsos Mori poll, that revealed 73% of Spaniards uh, do not approve of using public tax funds to subsidise the bullfighting industry. So almost three quarters of Spaniards are against using public money. And in the last year, uh, a number of uh, left-wing councils have slashed uh, municipal funding across 17 cities, uh, including right here in the capital, in Madrid. So it's interesting how bullfighting uh, does seem to uh, be used as a political football. It's, it's highly politicised. Uh, it's traditionally seen uh, to get a lot more support from right-wing political parties, uh, such as the Partido Popular, the PP here in Spain, uh, compared with other uh, left-wing parties, uh, such as the PSOE. So there you have it, a pretty exhaustive rundown on a very controversial topic. Do get in touch with your thoughts uh, about bullfighting. 
if any of you have been to a bullfight, please feel free to share your experiences on the When in Spain Facebook group or Facebook page. Uh, tell us what you thought about it. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I'm uh, hugely appreciative and I welcome any of your constructive comments and feedback for the podcast. Any ideas for future episodes, I would love to hear them. Please don't forget to have a look on Instagram to see uh, recent photos that relate to recent podcast episodes. I will be posting a couple of pictures on there from the bullfight and you can get in touch with me directly by email. Uh, the address is wheninspain1 at outlook.com. I welcome any of your uh, feedback, uh, suggestions, or if you just want to get in touch and say hello, as many of you already have. It's always uh, a pleasure to read and respond to you, the guys that keep the show going, that keep me motivated to continue with the podcast, which I certainly will be doing. I hope you're uh, glad to hear. Uh, next week's show, I will be bringing you the postponed episode uh, looking at public transport in Spain. So something a bit more lighthearted uh, than this week's episode. Uh, I recorded part of it on the Ave train heading up to Barcelona. Uh, I'll be looking at uh, how to travel around Spain affordably, all of the different modes and methods of transport, tickets and prices, uh, all of that. I'll be looking at metro systems in some of the biggest cities, how to use them. And I'll be looking at some slightly newer and more irreverent forms of transport as well. So join me for that. Uh, coming up in uh, future episodes in the near future, this weekend I'm off driving with my fiancé Karina to the Picos de Europa, the European peaks. It's a mountain range in the north of Spain up near Asturias and Cantabria and I will be bringing you a little reportage and a flavour of rugged green northern Spain. I've never been there before so I'm uh, looking forward to going and I hope I can bring you back uh, an interesting podcast. I will leave it there. Have a great week wherever you're listening from, whatever you're doing and hasta luego. Hasta luego.